0: Everything
1: is awesome. <laughs> you did that right when it started recording <laughs> oh <laughs> everything is awesome okay anyway um <laughs> hey guys uh welcome back to are we forcing it i'm annie
0: i'm marianne
1: and we are a star wars chatting chat podcasts that's also turning into a star wars book club but mostly yeah we rewatch we rewatch things and talk about star wars Alrighty. so our first segment is uh star wars news of the week which there's actually one that we skipped over that is now about a month old
0: <laughs> yes
1: yeah. um we i will say we knew about it we talked about it just not on our podcast which is the casting of ezra bridger um, and I'm going to butcher his name. In, for which I'm very sorry. Uh, I, or okay. Iman, Iman S. Fondy. As Ezra Bridger. That's as close as I can get. Which was. Uh, I haven't seen him in anything. It says that he's known for Red Eleven And King Richard. And I think those are just things. That I'm not. I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It also says he's a filmmaker so he also does a lot of stuff behind the scenes in addition to being an actor but looking at his picture he looks like Ezra Bridger like nice, get this I guy agree. some purple eye contacts and we'll be all set yes exactly it's Ezra I'm
0: so excited yeah I mean I am kind of sad that Mina Massad didn't get it but that's okay I would have been fine with either oh, Mina Massad or he was
1: guy, too honestly. which was really sweet I felt where he was like, Yeah, I filmed my own audition and everything and sent it in. And yeah. they were like, Oh, cool. And that, that was the last I heard from him. And I was like, Poor guy. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, like it is what it is. I thought he was very gracious about it, and I also am a little sad, but I think so much of it is just like we already know him uh from like yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, exactly.
0: So it's just like it's Aladdin. So like, like we regardless of He was it, a really
1: good Aladdin. Yeah. Yes. Um, unpopular opinion I think the new Aladdin is better than the old one but <laughs> I will say I don't like I feel like Genie you can't compare the two like I'm not going to say no. Will Smith is better than Robin Williams Absolutely. because I don't think you know I don't think that's true but I also think that they purposefully made him so different that you're not supposed to compare them um, right. but I do enjoy the live action more I also hated Jasmine's song For everyone that's gonna bring that up, which is probably nobody, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, other Star Wars (laughs) news of the week, (laughs) the High Republic phase two has officially started. Marianne actually started reading right? Yes,
0: so yes, I got my book yesterday and I started it. It's called The Path of Deceit by Tessa Grattan and Justina Ireland. It is the first book of the YA novels, but it's the first book of the phase two. Of the high republic um the first book of the adult novels comes out this month actually i think i think the yeah i think the or no not not this month sorry november <laughs> it'll i think the adult novel comes out in november and that's called convergence so the phase two of the higher Republic just a um recap takes place 150 years i think it's 150 years prior to the events of phase one so we're as we do in star wars we're jumping back we're doing a prequel um and this book is about a group called the path of the open hand and they're a group of basically force worshippers and um they do not like the die <laughs> but they they think that like I'm only 27 pages in and I'm getting cult-like vibes from these guys. Like their leader is called the mother and she is a prophetess and she listens to the force and they believe the force should be free and that it shouldn't be um, uh, used by anyone, not even the Jedi.
1: And so, um, and so that's really interesting. Now, I can't think of what they're called, but you know what, um, what like, uh, Ventress is? don't they call their leader mother?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, the, the, um, Night Sisters, their leader. The Night Sisters.
1: I, mm-hmm. I wanted so bad to call them Darth Sisters, but I knew that was not their name. <laughs> the yes, Night Sisters. Yeah,
0: she's, she's mother. Yeah, yeah she's considered mother. They're coming now. They are force users. They're, they do use the force as opposed to this who just, um i i say they worship the force really they're kind of like the guardians of the wills they aren't force users they just worship the force so um and Jeddah is talked about in here they mentioned Jeddah a couple times like the main padawan that we follow his name is kevmo and i think he's hilarious i love him already he um he talked about how he wanted to go to Jeddah. so i'm like I'm excited about Jeddah and there's a audio drama coming out called the battle of Jeddah. So I'm like, Oh, do we get to know more about this planet? I'm so excited. So anyways, um, yeah, so far I'm liking it. Like I said, I'm only 27 pages in, but it is so fascinating. Like her acolytes, her closest acolytes, the mother's closest acolytes are called the children and she picks you. You're picked by her. Yeah like i said i'm 27 pages sense. in i'm only 27 pages in. i'm already getting like cult-like vibes from this group so i cannot wait to continue Interesting. But, yeah. i really want to yeah.
1: read the high republic now that the first trilogy is like concluded but i also um just have so much on my tbr like i just have so now, much what? But my friend was have, like, "My we'll friend was like, someday. I still
0: have to catch up with the f- first phase." I'm like, "Girl, there's no, there's no hurry. There's no point, really. They're not going you anywhere." can start
1: there's... in the. They, like it sounds like it should be designed that you could start in phase two and not have to.
0: I don't know. Go back. I I would not be able to tell you that until we've gone through phase two. I don't. I don't know.
1: Okay. It's probably fine. Um, yeah. All but right. I told her there's shows, a hurry. Yeah. I mean it'll be there forever that's how that's how it is it's not going anywhere um and other star wars news tales of the jedi the animated series is going to be premiering at the end of this month is it supposed to be what like i've heard a lot of different things about the timeline but is it supposed to be kind of anthological where it jumps around a little bit
0: yeah, I, yeah, they're shorts. They're supposed to be shorts. Like, you've got young... Uh, you got young I thought um, it was be. Qui-Gon.
1: Yeah, yeah and there's a like young shorts, Ahsoka.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you a child you Ahsoka got, one. you got baby Ahsoka, you got young Qui-Gon, and Dooku before he leaves the Order. Um, oh, I have to sneeze. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, bless um, you. Um, I hope the you. young Ahsoka one is like a Plocoon. One everyone, everyone likes the yeah.
0: Um, yeah. you also see that Anakin had actually trained, so like you see a parallel with uh Order 66 with Ahsoka, like you see her, like Anakin is training her indirectly for that. Um, what else is there? There's Dooku, young Dooku, before he
1: <laughs> jokes on
0: Anakin, <laughs> um. Baby Ahsoka, some Clone Wars stuff. Yeah, no, it looks great. There, pe- I was reading some like people are talking about. They kind of hope they'll do that. They'll do something similar with like the other two trilogies, or like you know, or other parts. You know, like, maybe do an anthological series, kind of like. Well, I mean, they're doing like with the books, like the uh, from a certain point of view, because I think the Return of the Jedi one should be coming out here
1: soon, but anyways oh true story cool. yeah and and last star wars news which isn't directly related to star wars but it is indirectly because the book the love hypothesis which was the number one book of 2000 oh yeah i think um is getting a possibly getting a film adaptation but here's what everyone needs to know about book to film adaptations um, when a book is optioned, there's no guarantee it's actually going to get made. Right. Uh, basically, it just means studios buy rights early so that they don't have to pay big bucks later for rights. Um, although this kind of feels like it's probably going to get made, uh, especially since it's a rom com, it'll be low budget. But if you were unaware, uh, the love hypothesis is based off of a very famous, in at least fan fiction wise. A fanfic of Raylo, so Mm -hmm. there's that I've seen on TikTok since you said this to me. A lot of people have been like, "Will Daisy and Adam do it?" Yeah, like uh, Daisy Ridley, I think for sure will not. (laughs) Like I think Adam Driver would might do it as a joke because I feel like he can't. Like he's he his sense of humor is there, but I think Daisy Ridley would be like absolutely freaking not. (laughs) I am not getting into that. Um but I think it would be funny. The book is by Ali Hazelwood. Uh I haven't seen or I haven't read the book myself. I've heard all sorts of things from it is the best rom-com in the last 10 years to it's just another rom com. If you've read one, you've read them all. Too. It's problematic. Too. It's wholesome. And I'm like, I don't know what to think about this book, y'all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like a Raylo person, so I will. It's definitely uh, even if it wasn't based on a even if it wasn't a rewrite of a Raylo fiction, it's just not something that's on my radar.
1: So. Yeah, I thought it was just interesting that not only is it based on Raylo fan fiction, but they put an image that's also clearly them like on the cover where i was like like, so it is unabashedly fan fiction but apparently done well enough that they can't get sued for it which i mean i think it's supposed to be about two phd candidates so i don't think that that's you know i don't think that's terrible but i do i know like when you
0: look at like i think if you didn't know it was reylo fan fiction i don't think you would have picked it up on the the cover but i knew yeah, but it was real you know, and it. i was like oh my god
1: <laughs> like what is this?" well and i think it's a fake dating trope which means that at some point one or the other has to fake that they are the other's significant other and i don't yeah. really you know I, I don't know okay anyway back to star wars so uh this week we read or we have been reading the princess and the Scoundrel." We didn't get quite as far as we were hoping to, but you know, it's fine. Um, we read six chapters this week. Twenty-five to 70, mm-hmm. Yeah. Six chapters, twenty-five to thirty of The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis. Um it's and rubbish, you took notes, way. hopefully. Kind of, yes. I did not. I, I
0: annotate I annotate, so yes, I have notes. But it's Revis, by the way. I looked it up. Oh
1: Revis, awkward. Yeah. She's my professor and everything. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, Revis. uh yes
0: yeah, so I I mean I didn't I um I didn't write down but I have my I have it annotated I have stuff underlined so I
1: I don't remember where 24 ends and 25 begins okay so 24
0: no. well Leia has that thing I don't know if we mentioned this but Leia possibly used a little bit of the force on the ship at the oh end of you know mm.
1: you're right we didn't mention that so basically because that was the same part because we did talk about um how she was the vader, mad, thing. vader yeah
0: exactly the whole yeah. thing with
1: vader but we didn't talk about that she used the force There's a of, little bit yeah yeah but she thinks of it as luke's force in the moment yeah. right she's like exactly. this is what luke did i'm gonna do this i'm gonna channel <gasps> it did i do it like that's how <laughs> And then yeah, exactly. it all kind of comes apart when she starts being mad and, or Han walks in and she gets distracted, like stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. We hadn't talked about that. Spoilers, by the way, obviously. <laughs> Y'all. So
0: now, so then remember, I, I think I texted you and I was like, oh my God, the beginning of the 24- because it was like yeah are we getting spicy now i'm like okay i thought
1: for a second i was like hold up nobody told me this was gonna be star wars smut which it's (laughs) not it's not smutty, but i was like oh it's definitely a little spicy yeah Um, exactly like Han and leia definitely alone they start hardcore making out and then they start hardcore fighting because of course Han and leia would hardcore make out and go straight to fighting
0: Yeah, so they're arguing because Han took uh, told her about um, some guy wanting to kidnap her for a ransom, and then Leia is just like mad, which is which I'm like, what is going on? But it, but she actually like Beth Revis goes on and explains why Leia is the way that she is later on, like why she reacts the way she does. But she was just like, how fucking dare you? Because like a lot of it, I think too, is that you know. that this could bring really bad publicity. Because initially she's thinking publicity. Um, You know, that her image, like this could ruin what we're doing here. And, um, you know, and then Leia's like, you know, she's so independent. She's like, I can take care of myself. Um, And, you know, at one point, Han's like, then why am I here? (laughs)
1: you know and i do kind of feel like that's a theme that's ongoing and it's like because even in chapter it's either 29 or 30 when he decides to back her up on kind of not like a scam but like a yes
0: yeah it was chapter 26 actually that they do it
1: yeah and she's like great so we're on the same page and he's like no i'm just backing you up because you're my wife and i still have no idea wife. what's yeah. going on exactly and, she, and the concept is foreign to her she's like wow you backed me up without knowing what was going on and he's like yes what is what going on
0: yeah exactly but um yeah but finishing out this chapter she goes to um, uh you know she goes and talks to the guy about why he did and another another
1: kira name drop again oh yeah something about kira's gonna come out here or in um maybe in bloodlines like they're setting up kira for stuff i know she came back in the comics i think yeah she already yeah. came back crimson, in crimson this dawn part dawn of the timeline yeah. yeah crimson dawn comics so
0: you know leia's talking to this guy Han is just like, I don't know. Um, I underlined this part because it was like talking about how people would have done things for the Empire for a paycheck, you know, and he himself would have done it. It was just, he didn't really care. It was just more for a paycheck more than anything. Um, he, he said not everyone had the luxury of even knowing the rebellion was an option. Um, so then so then the captain was like it would have been catastrophic if he had gone through his plan and leia's like yes it would have it would have completely ruined the publicity that we're putting on here and hans like are you kidding me that's not the point of this like all leia can think about is um
1: like uh, the pr aspect the
0: pr yeah and they keep talking about it and um And how that this story can't get out. And it would just just really, like, screw up everything. And Han's like, are you kidding me? This is not the point. My wife was nearly kidnapped. And all we can think about is how this would tarnish the Hallison. Like, what is wrong with you guys? You know?
1: (laughs) It's so true. Well, I guess because Han, like... You know, he was like, Well, this is gonna be our honeymoon. And even though he knew it wasn't gonna be full, like, the it's not like Han came thinking, Oh, we're gonna have every minute together, like, he already knew that. But it's almost like he's realizing that no one actually cares about them, like, about Leia or him, including Leia. (laughs) Like, that he's like, Am I insane? Like, I'm the only one that actually cares about our individual selves. On this ship, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mostly Leia, and Leia's just like, man, the PR. Which, I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll get to this, but it's like the PR is also just not going well. Like I feel like everything Leia does, it just gets worse. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's exactly.
1: It just exactly. I
0: was telling I was telling my aunt today about how like there's some like. There's a few things about this book that I really like, and one of them is um, one of them is how they explore uh, how Beth Revis is like shows both sides. How the rebellion is so you know how people are so happy the rebellion uh, won, and then you have those who are like that was my son on the Death Star. She killed my son. You know, Um, and how the rich people don't like really care because they're still you know they're still getting rich. And it just because, you know, I think like I went into this thinking this was just going to be some like lovey-dovey romance novel. And I'm like, no, it's so much more than that. And I'm just loving it right now. Ugh. There's
1: almost no, I shouldn't say there's almost no romance because the main classification of a romance novel is that it's the relationship driving the story, which is true. So I think that this is a, yeah. like I said last time, it is a very character relationship driven story. Um, But that being said there's just so little of their actual romantic interaction because like of the nature of the story which is that Leia is wrapped up in so much and it's not even just the politics and the PR it's also this whole thing with the force that she literally just found out about like three days ago and mm-hmm. you know like all of this you know like Leia's dealing with everything and Han is just like You know, he's dealing with stuff too, but it's a lot more Han reacts first and deals later. So, like, you know, he's just now thinking about how much he screwed up with Kira. He's just now thinking about... And at one point he brings up something about himself and Leia on Hoth, where he's like, they were on Hoth for months before they had to evacuate. Mm. And... Yeah. was like and this is how it was on freaking hoth like she would sit here and deny this the whole day and only you know and he was like man i can't believe blah 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 but if you watch like the strikes back they go from hoth to the sky city the cloud city in the same day like and that is
0: technically i think it's technically supposed to be like longer i thought because maybe he's a on couple sublight of things. engines because he's on sublight engines they don't use they don't do the use the hyperdrive to get to cloud city they have to be on sublight engines so i think it's supposed to be like i don't know i don't talk like irrelevant in
1: star wars i don't know if you are know right well especially because <laughs> luke goes this is like a separate rant, but we're going into it luke goes to yoda to do his training And supposedly, you know, Luke is definitely there a few days, I think. I think it's supposed to be a few days between when he's there. But then I also think about how much he quote unquote trained with Yoda. and It's like he He trained for like less than a week. Well, I I mean, he he goes back. Like he, well, he goes back. But like in the Empire Strikes Back, he is only there a few days before he leaves.
0: I don't know. Time but just doesn't make
1: sense in Star Wars. It doesn't <laughs> it matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. Some things you just have to accept don't make sense and move on, especially in movies. I think movies are uh-huh. way easier to lose track of time. Yeah. Um, like this is once again, completely separate rant. Anna and Frozen does not sleep for three days. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like literally doesn't no one's pointed it out not how it should have ended not cinema sins and not freaking screen juckies like guys (laughs) she doesn't sleep for three days okay anyway back on track but yes so basically han's dealing with stuff but it's mostly he just came out of the ice he's readjusting to everything oh my gosh they just got married which was an impulsive decision he made um Mm -hmm. i mean obviously leia accepted it's not like it was unconsensual but you know like he's like oh this is actually a lot going down and i thought it was all gonna be great and somehow the war is over and everything is still awful <laughs> and um yes. leia is more like oh pr let's get this new republic off the ground oh great yeah. oh and i killed everybody oops oh also darth vader is my father and i might be fort sensitive <laughs>
0: like, there's a lot going on it's a lot going
1: on, on. yeah, yeah
0: I agree. for sure so in <laughs> chapter 27 is where the con happens. So that's where, um, no, I'm she sorry. She basically tricks chapter 26. Chapter 26 is when she tricks the captain. She and Han like goes along with it and he's like, You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. And like he gets the captain cornered and kind of feeling flustered. And like Han's just going along with it. And and Leia's just like, Wow. You know, she's just sitting there in awe. And, um,
1: and really, she's like they don't say this, but she's like, "Wow, this is so hot." I know. At the end,
0: she was like, "Oh, a wedding gift for me is a new world's acceptance in the growing new republic." I'm like, "Girl, <laughs> calm oh, down." My
1: goodness,
0: You're, it's yeah, like, that's what that one is. Then chapter twenty-seven is where we get into another fight because these two always fight, which is typical. And that's when Han's yeah. like the fuck are we doing and
1: um and she's shocked once again and she's like what you were on my side and he's like i'm backing you up because that's what husbands do not because i know what's going on because i don't
0: yeah yeah exactly because you're my wife you know there is a
1: big back and forth on that that goes on for like half a page (laughs) Yeah. No. this entire chapter is them
0: arguing and like um Leia, like, has this whole, like, epiphany thing, and she's just, like, um, let's see, hold on a second. It, the Hoth, where, like, before they left together, Han knew that Leia wouldn't leave, but he made her go, um, you know, and, um, she kept prioritizing the government, you know, the rebellion over what she she can't seem to get out of that you know what i mean um
1: yeah and she would have died like not only were they running through hoth with blasters like the empire invaded but also their base collapsed so like yeah they were gonna like and he was the only one that was like i'm going back for princess and i'm gonna drag her out with me and Yeah. yeah okay everybody i got her you know which yeah that's true they did talk about it in the book where it's like um she's like wow even on hoth she was prepared to go down with the ship and he was like nope we're leaving you me let's go and Chewie, yeah of course. exactly
0: and she i just guess 3po like... can come <laughs> right and see, I know Goldenrod. um but she's <laughs> just like having a hard time putting the wants and needs of the rebellion aside and thinking about herself. And it's kind of getting her in trouble. So then um you know she know and she knows he's right, but she she's not ready to um uh
1: she's not ready to talk concede. About it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um and she's like and like she's like i didn't read direct. so then we get into chapter 28 where she's thinking about what's happening here you know like this argument that they have um and you know she, you know i have underlined here that she she's always thinking she always has her eyes on the bigger picture you know because that's it, it that's what mattered and she's like i'm not diverting this ship for myself this is for the entire this is for the new new rebel you know new republic and everything um and then talked about you know she's like you know han's right he didn't he married her and they're supposed to be a team um but then she comes across people who are talking about being redirected um and i guess oh i missed this part um the next destination was supposed to be Sinjax, which is with the beaches. But now it was Madur's, which is where she wants to talk to the ambassador. And, and it's um, an ice planet. It's ice planet. planet. And so you're, she's hearing people who are complaining, like, this is not what we signed up for. Um, we didn't
1: pack for this. That's right,
0: exactly. Yeah, we didn't pack for So She's like... um. And so you got people who are kind of excited about the snow, but you got people who are like, seriously? what? Why are we doing this? Um, and then and goes the to one whole person thing. that was
1: excited was like a six-year-old or something. Child. What, it was a like twin. a kid. Yeah, I was, was like, I can't believe I finally get to see snow. Right, and then exactly. And everyone else was like, I didn't pack for this. And for some reason, the ship had like thermo jacket blanket things to give them. Um, which the big... Explanation slash reason, like logic, I should say, for not going to the other planet was because the meteor showers are dangerous. Yeah, they were supposed well, to. Right, the they asteroid field. They were going
0: fields? to watch this meteor, watch this meteor and then they were going to go to synjax, But now they're completely skipping because they're going around. They're going around the meteor showers. They're going to hit Madurs, and then I think they're supposed to go to Sinjax after that. So, like, I think they're still going to synjax, but, yeah, no, it was just, yeah, it's just Leia being Leia right now,
1: <laughs> yeah, and it does make her look bad. like it does because she's she's using her, look-
0: her influence. Leia looks bad you know? at right now. Yeah, no, it's crazy because, like, um, we'll get more into that as you get because chapter thirty is where you really see it. But like, you know, in chapter twenty eight, she's just like, she, you know she compart- compartmentalizes everything she doesn't want well help she'll do it herself you know she's incredibly independent um and then she thinks about what would happen if her heritage got out if people the galaxy found out that Darth Vader was her biological father like that would be bad which i is like i think this is like a foreshadowing to bloodlines where it does happen um yeah, yeah so then we get to han chapter 29 is fucking hilarious <laughs> he's like i don't want to do anything with clothes on and then he's like it's probably a good thing that the droid can't see me because apparently he's buck-ass naked right
1: now (laughs) yeah like is this entire chapter han being naked thinking about (laughs) what's happening yeah that he wants pie
0: i don't know if you've ever watched and supernatural pie. but dean loves pie and there's like a couple episodes where he's like
1: give me my pie but he's just i like- think i have well i definitely i definitely have seen it i think i watched the first four or five seasons and then i stopped um yeah. so i kind of remember the pie thing yes, i don't think it was pie. as popular early on i think by the time supernatural ended um so many things were like over the top gimmicks That were just kind of like casual things in the first few seasons but i definitely have not watched it in at least 10 years me neither so then you know like
0: han tells the droid i don't want to do anything for clothes i don't have to want to put clothes on and of course like i like how like the void, like the droid was somehow scandalized and chastising at the same time or the droid tells him to stay in the suite you know and um and then he decided like and then he's talking about um what are they talking about oh like tractor beams and how the empire had corrupted that technology to use it to you know bring in smaller ship you know on un- innocent ships and stuff like that and so then he goes and gets his freaking pastry desserts you know? <laughs> and like um he's talking to leia's like assistant i don't know what she is riola how she's like you know her attache or whatever um Hunt's like I'm not upset upset, I just want pie. <laughs> I'm like, give freaking pie, man. I'm just angry. And then he gets back to Leia, and leia's like, you're so dumb. And he's like, yeah, but I came back with pie. Give <laughs> me this damn pie. Oh, I love it. So then 30, 30 interesting to me. Because that's where we see that Leia is not. Doing so well in the eyes of the public. <laughs> um, you know, because now I think it's, I think there were rumors going around that Leia had influenced how was, why they were changing um, uh, flight paths. Because um, it says here, the old man craned his head around to look at her. Leia raised an eyebrow. She clicked the exact moment he recognized who she was, and she registered to the moment. Half a second later, when he remembered the true rumors that Leia had influenced the shift in the ship's flight path. So, not looking good, Leia. Not look. And it's not like, cause like, they but they don't know that she's doing this for like diplomatic reasons. But regardless, not looking good because it looks like that you're using your status as a princess, and a rebellion commander to do what you want, you know. And so um I just thought that was really, really interesting. Uh but yeah, I'm just like, you're you're not looking good, girl. <laughs> um and then there's the callback to uh Leia Princess of alderaan which is about Leia when she was 16 years old. And she um they talked she uh Beth Revis mentions her saving refugees on wabani which almost got her in trouble. Um, because she went about it wrong. But she still she still saved some refugees, and they worked it out, but it was great. Um, and that's all I got on this chapter.
1: Yeah, I think um, like my biggest takeaway, because I don't think we read quite enough to get into like the next act of the book, but it's in the middle mm-hmm. right now. The middle's kind of the lull spot for most books. Um, but it's very, like... it's interesting because i feel like they don't have the same fight twice but somehow they're always fighting like it is like the conflict is very like the conflict of the book is them it is that leia is hung up on everything and that han just wants leia to pay attention to them for a second yeah um and that's like the conflict of the book but like um and it seems like they always fight about something similar to that but they never fight about that (laughs) and like they do but it's not that is like one line in their fight like it's kind of like where he's like i don't know what's going on because you haven't told me because i've barely seen you this whole trip and she'll be like well this is for the new republic and he'll be like oh stop you know like it's a whole thing but it'll be interesting I know there is supposed to be a villain of the book that is revealed yeah. in the third act. So we're halfway we are figure through. out. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll figure that out soon. And hopefully next week we'll have read more than six chapters. But we're really just kind of reading it as we go. We both are reading other books. Yes. And you know, I have three, <laughs> three books that I'm reading right now. I almost started a third book because I, I finished reading um, House on the Cerulean Sea and then oh. I started a new Alexandra Monnier book called Suspicion, uh, which is, I think it's in the tone of how I want to write my novel or my thesis novel, but I haven't decided yet, <laughs> but that's why I started. It's short though, so it shouldn't take me too long to read. Um, it's yep. like a murder mystery, that's kind of exciting. interesting. Um, With magic. I don't know. Anyway. Alrighty. Well, let's talk about this week's episode of Andor. Andor. This one was interesting. Um, It was interesting. It's still building up to this heist thing, which I think will happen next week. They had... um, I've heard now from multiple people, or from multiple other media, I should say, that... The whole plan, you know how they mapped out, you know how it was supposed to be five seasons, and then they went down to two seasons, and they mapped out season two is like every three episodes it's gonna jump a year. Yes, you know how they talked about that. So right basically they're saying this is supposed to be every three episodes, it's like one giant episode. That's Just what how somebody the first was saying. Were. Yeah. That's
0: what somebody was saying on TikTok. It was like your first episode is your introduction. Your second episode is your um build
1: up or the something. Like that. Your, yeah. Yeah,
0: development. And then your third episode is going to be like your action.
1: Yeah, which I mean it's fine. I just then wish that they had released it all the same way. Like even if they had released it every three weeks, like three episodes every three weeks, I think it would have been more interesting than just having gradual buildup every week but there that being said there is a lot to talk about first of all we have um C- Cyril Sybil
0: Cyril 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 Cyril, Cyril, Karn, Cyril. um <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for the guy <laughs> at
1: home with his mom who is upset because he came home i guess just to be a little bitch i don't know like and there's something interesting going on with uncle ha huh? uncle porto something like i didn't write down the uncle's name yes some Some uncle uncle. that i was like are we gonna end up knowing who this uncle is like what is happening so michelle Um, and
0: i theorize that cyril is going to join the rebellion but out of spite just to watch the empire
1: fall <laughs> I was wondering if the uncle is a re- is a rebellion leader See, that's what maybe I was thinking too. is like the uncle or something that was my <laughs> first thought
0: too was like this uncle is mysterious I wonder if he's in the rebellion but like so like the reason I feel kind of sorry for Cyril is because he just seems like like a little bit I don't entirely feel sorry for him but he's just like, I think he just yeah. wants to do a really good job. You know, he just wants to be the best that he is, the best that he can be. And he just completely fucked it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. He screwed up and he knows. But he's absolutely um, obsessed with Cassian right now. We know
0: that for sure. So
1: Yeah, that he had he still has the little thingy that says the
0: hologram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah.
1: the the hologram of the younger version of Cassian's face. Um the one guy i don't remember which guy because i said this one guy in my note thanks past Anne, for being so specific someone is here for revenge uh because throughout the episode they kind of go through the crew that he's stuck with and they kind of go into their various motivations um and one of the guys was there for revenge the kid basically is uh, he has like a manifesto. S- He's a little overly optimistic.
0: Yeah, exactly,
1: poor guy. Um, don't know that much about Sinta except that she is in a relationship with somebody, and I'm thinking it's probably mm-hmm. Vel. Um, see, yeah,
0: no, I saw that too. I was like, I was seeing that on the social media that that she's probably sharing the blanket with Vel,
1: and I'm like, yeah, nope,
0: I, I can see it. I can
1: absolutely see it. And I felt like it was, well there were two things I felt confirmed it. The first was that he didn't outright say who it was, so I think they're gonna be like, uh, like, it's Vel. Um, But the other thing was that he's, like, not flirting, but kind of flirting with Santa later, and it's Vel that comes up and is like, dress your own self. (laughs) For whatever it Oh, yeah. Because she would dress your own wounds.
0: Yeah, she was patching like him up that. a little yeah, bit. Exactly. No, and then there like, was another yeah. there was another part where they asked Cinta if Vel had told her about um Cassian and Cassian had like, you know, revealed a little bit about himself and she's like, "Oh yeah." Nope. And I was and that's yeah. Just like
1: hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think that it's the two girls. I think that's what's happening. Um my next note is the bitch husband returns. Also <laughs> a bitch daughter for Mon Mothma. Yes. Yes. Uh which it's so sad. So they do they don't confirm, but basically, like Mon Mothma had a daughter in canon. Uh and so now there's the daughter here, which by the way, Mon is the same age as Padme. Is she? Um, canonically. I think so. I heard that that she got married really young but she didn't become yeah. a senator until much later like between was... Attack of the Clones and she was uh, Order before... 66.
0: She was already a senator before, um Padme that much I right know. So Maybe they just didn't run in I... the same circles. But she, she had this
1: arranged marriage really young because that's like a normal thing uh for where she's from for at least the rich people from where she's oh from. yeah
0: Chan- yeah from chandrilla um
1: yeah i, I kind of wonder to if she's gonna kill her husband
0: dude i think
1: i don't think she would <laughs> i think that would be re- i think that would be insane but i think they want us to hate him so much that it'll be fine oh. when she kills him <laughs> yeah
0: look at that they are the same age both born in 46 bby <laughs> you know. that is fascinating no i think mon mothma was a senator before padme was i remember like you know um padme became senator at 18 i want to say so and i'm part of me was I to say that mon mothma had already been a senator for at least a year or maybe they started at the same time i don't know i'm so, her meeting Mothma, Mon Mothma, getting in Mon Mothma and Bale Organa's circle happens in Queen's, when the Queen books, Queen's Peril. Um, E.K. Johnson t- goes and talks about how she um, gets to know Mon Mothma and Bale in that, in the Queen's book. So, um, I'll have to look to see if she specifies if. Mon, her and Mon Mothma became senators at the same time or um, if Mon Mothma started or, or if Mon Mothma had already been there for like a year or something like that. But I know she, Mon Mothma was a senator Was all, I'm pretty sure she was already a senator. Now I need to get that
1: book. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, okay. Well she's she has this daughter that's about I don't know 14 maybe. 14 yes. or 15 years old. Not peril's shadow. I always get those two mixed up. <clears throat> yes. I'm gonna think she's a little younger. She might be 14 because she was probably born after the clone wars ended, would be my assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girl and the dad are clearly in on something, but not really. It's just where she like she clearly just doesn't want to hang out with her mom. Uh and she's very sassy about it which is kind of sad um but yeah i kind of think something's gonna happen to her family or she's just gonna straight up walk away from them like you know it's only you know season two is supposed to overlap with the rebels timeline well we're already overlapping with the rebels we're already
0: in the rebels timeline. yeah
1: yeah so i wonder if they will show her walking out of the senate the way that they did in rebels
0: Mm, like i wonder if
1: also show her straight up leaving her family where she's like guess what i'm not a senator which means you don't have any money bye (laughs) which would be great um that would be interesting I think yes
0: no I agree no, I'm loving Mon mom I'm like yes girl
1: yeah I kind of think her storyline is the most interesting one going on uh but yeah um I have a note here about the kid who's very interesting with his whole manifesto which mm-hmm. it is really sad later in the episode when Cassian's like I'm being paid okay and the kid is like oh you still believe yeah. right <laughs> look right, at this exactly. poor kid. Which Cassian is like, I wouldn't risk all of this just for being paid. Which is true, but also did seem a lot more sincere before you knew he was being paid. You know, like the poor kid. Just devastated. Also, can we all agree this kid is 100% going to die? (laughs) Like, Yeah. They're setting this kid up to die so hard and so sad. Um, Also, Cassian makes everyone else look stupid. At one point in a briefing where he's like, well, what about the weight of the thingy? And because they're talking about one of the mine cart things, right? He's like, what about the weight on it? And they were like, what are you talking about? He's like, we, you have to know how much it weighs. And he's like, you know, and he tells them exactly how to figure it out. And they're just sitting there staring dumb at him. And he's like, What would you have done without me? Oh, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: So (laughs) condescending. But also, it's like clearly they needed Cassian on this whole thing. Yes.
0: Also, I figured it out. Uh, Mon Mathma was very new to the Senate when she made her speech as Queen Naboo. So, girlfriend was fucking 14 years old when she joined the Senate. Damn.
1: Oh makes i mean i'm thinking that a lot of these worlds like naboo and alderaan and whoever like they have because all of them are like children when they start in the senate I know. I know. i'm just like what is happening on these star wars, worlds wars
0: there's no such thing as child labor laws in star wars apparently
1: <laughs> right like man <laughs> um yeah um some things going on back on the planet what is the planet the one that was in the Adani. first three episodes oh uh phyrex phyrex yeah phyrex phyrex so something's going on we still don't see bix or marva or any of the other characters except that the like the empire has moved in it is taking over um yet. they are taking over it's a whole thing and it's i'm assuming they're setting this up for later in the season because is this, this not a 12 episode season uh, i was thinking I think this was 12 episodes yeah i think yeah i kind of think they're going to circle back around and maybe in the last three episodes come back to whatever's happening on the planet uh but something's happening Listen, on the planet
0: we saw clones in the trailer Damn it! and it looks like they were on Ferrix. so
1: well and you said what's his face um force Whitaker was in the trailer i'm assuming yep. his arc is going to be the next one i think something's going to go haywire in this heist that they're going to do they're going to end up with more rebel forces in the next three episode arc and then in the last arc he's going to come back to Ferrix. that's going to be that's my prediction um Oh, my next note is the kid is definitely gonna die. Um, there's an antagonizing situation within the team, which is basically that Skeen has decided that, like, he's going to be just mean to Cassian and like figure him out. He steals the Kyber. Well, okay, this is jumping ahead a bit. Um, between this and that, no, there's the one about Lieutenant Gorn. So we find out Lieutenant yes. Gorn, which is the turncoat that they're working with, yes. um, married one of the n- people native to the planet that they're on. Yes, Aldani. Yes, and the Empire ended up wiping them all out, and he couldn't save her. And he missed a and...
0: promotion too. They didn't promote him as well, and so he's just like, again, this is something out of spite. Not, not. Yeah. I don't think he believes in the cause. I think he's just being spiteful. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: more like. This is basically revenge for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because he says a lot of things and it's kind of intense because all of his scenes, I feel like somebody knows. Like, especially the one where he was up on the wall with the one guy. I felt like the guy was testing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And I was like, shoot, this is all going to go down. It's going to be bad. Um, and then they are on their way to the dam. And Skeen decides he's going to take the kyber crystal and reveal it to everybody. And I didn't fully understand his logic. Because he was like, who brings something worth millions of credits to a heist? And I was like, is that why you don't trust him? Because he happens to have something super expensive on him? Like,
0: Yeah, that was weird. Especially
1: something like that. And I was like, there could have been, I just felt it was kind of clumsy, because I felt like there could have been a better way, or a better reason, like, maybe if they were like, oh, we're going in there to steal kyber crystals, and then if they were like, have you ever seen one before? And him be like, nope, never seen one, that would make way more sense for him, them to be like, oh, we can't trust him, he carries one around on his person, right. you know? And like, like, I just felt like there could have been a better way than just like, obviously he's lying because of this one item. And he's like, fine, I'm getting paid. And which I was glad that they went ahead and revealed it because I kind of hate when, um, like, I hate the secret trope, I should say. Like, it's one mm-hmm. thing to be hiding something, but straight up lying is like, I, it's hard for me to watch. Um, but also it was like how he was like, I'm getting paid and I'm telling you now because I can tell you really don't trust me. And I don't want to go in there and have you turn on me because you don't trust me. Like, that makes right. sense. Right. Uh, and then we learned about Skeen. He had a brother
0: that died. So yes. Skeen's also
1: in it for revenge. So everyone's in this for yeah. revenge, except for the kid who's in it Yeah, for I think the I'm, greater
0: good. I feel like a lot of it is just, like, I feel like a lot of people are really in for it for revenge. It's not so much. Because, like, so there's a... There's a canon book it by Claudia Gray. It's called um, Lost Stars. It's the one that I, it's the 500 page one that I read in a day and a half, which kind of had me a little disappointed, that I still liked it anyways. Anyways, um, one of the characters, you know, is in the rebellion not because he really believes in the cause, but because he doesn't like what the Empire is doing. Like he's like he's more so to go against the Empire than to to um. Further, the he's rebellion not pro I mean, peace,
1: he's anti empire.
0: Yeah, he just doesn't like the empire, he doesn't like what they've done. And so, I always thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, okay, this is really interesting how, like, how some people are not in the rebellion for the rebellion, they're just in the rebellion to see the empire fail. Like, um, Hux in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, he's like,
1: I don't well, care. He's like, look, I don't care about y'all, but I'm tired of freaking Kylo Ren screwing me over.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what
1: it is. Um, my last note was just that when Skeen comes up to Cassie and, and he he's basically like, she wants me to tell you about my brother. Basically yeah. means mom said I have to apologize.
0: <laughs> yes, this is as good of an apology that you're going
1: to get. Yeah, he does say that later after I wrote the note, he said that, but I was just like, okay, which that's basically where the episode ends. Like, oh, well, actually the episode ends. Luthen is really anxious because he knows tonight's the night slash day that this heist is going to go down and he's really anxious about it and his assistant is basically like if we cancel everything tomorrow because you were up all night everyone's gonna know we were involved so you need to figure it out and act normal (laughs) and like which is really interesting she seemed to be so much more like it's almost more of a partnership Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um than it seemed in the last episode and I kind of feel like the stuff going on on Coruscant is way more interesting, but I'm hoping next week is going to be a lot more action and stuff following through because I really do kind of hate just the casual build up. And even though we learned more about Skeen and everyone, I feel like I care about Lieutenant Gorn and I care about the kid and I don't care about anybody else. (laughs) like, Well, on the team at least. And Cassian, obviously. Um... But I kind of wonder how it's all going to go down. I wonder if they will end up like bonding and he's going to be like a main character the rest of the series, like the rest of the two seasons, if Skeen will be like his best bud or whatever. Um, But I don't know. I kind of feel like that's not what's going to happen, but we'll see. Um, My other early theory is that his sister is somebody that we've met already.
0: Yes. I agree.
1: Like I think it could be. What's her name? I think it might be Sinta. But I feel like they would have recognized one another. And he would not have been flirting with her. Mm, Although it would have know. been a very Star Wars thing. For him not to recognize her and flirt with her. I don't her. Like, know I feel because like
0: she was really young. She was really small. When they separated. So
1: That's true. I don't so think it could he be would her. her. Yeah, I don't think I, he would. Oh, the other part of the episode that, wait, was this actually in this episode? The blonde Imperial girl. Did she have anything in this episode? She did, she's, yeah. yes, She's out there tracking the freaking rebels. Mm-hmm. She's tracking them and they haven't, no one wants to listen to her. Correct. But she's catching on.
0: She is, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I kind of wonder if season two is going to give her some sort of promotion and if it's going to be because Thrawn shows up and understands that, like, she's smart. Because that's kind of the thing about the Imperial officers is that even in the original trilogy, they're just not the brightest. Like, they're clearly out for themselves Mm -hmm. But they are openly insulting Vader because they're very used to insulting each other. And Vader's like, nah, not with me. I'm going to choke you. You're going to die. Next person's (laughs) moving up. You know? And I kind of wonder, though, if she's just going to be one of those that Thrawn is like, I will take this one with me. (laughs) And, or if she actually, because I was like, could it be that she's the sister and she just disguises herself to look like a white girl. Like, is that nah. what's happening? But, you don't think so? I don't think so, no. I don't know. I'm waiting for things to come out of left field. Like, because that's obviously not Bix. They have a sexual history for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I kind of think it might be Santa. Um, I also like, I feel like Santa would be almost obvious though. So. Exactly. It's like, mm-hmm too easy. Maybe the sister is going to be with um Saguerra. Possibly. We'll see. We but, all we know is yeah. that
0: she left um, that planet. That she Cassian left went, the
1: planet. That Cassie yeah. went to go look for her. That's all we know. Yeah, we also know she's for sure going to die. yeah well you know what we keep saying that but it's like you know in the same way that ezra bridger didn't actually die i kind of wonder if some of these characters are just gonna casually not be around show up, and then they're gonna show up yeah in like ahsoka or something but or a book since kira Mm. gets shout outs all the time oh yeah Uh, absolutely in the post trilogy yeah well those are all the notes for andor this week unless you had any other thoughts I feel like next week especially if it's going to follow this pattern people have been talking about is going to be a lot more exciting
0: yeah Um, we're probably going to see the heist in action probably what's going to happen next is that heist
1: yeah so i just read the picture you sent me is this play about us (laughs) which i guess if you can't see marianne had messaged me about five minutes ago this picture from the love hypothesis news and it's the girl from is this from euphoria i think it's from euphoria Where it's like Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley watching Clef hypothesis. Wait, is this having play about us? Yes. I love it. Anyway. Alrighty, well um, I'm Annie. And I'm Marianne. And join us next time to figure out whether or not we're forcing it. Bye. Bye! Bye!